0: Fridge Podcast, hello and welcome to another weekly episode of the Beer Fridge Podcast. Real beer, real breweries, real opinions. As always, whenever you listen to this episode, make sure you hit that ding-a-ling-a-ling and subscribe to be notified of all the latest episodes. And while you're at it, give us a five star review. Much appreciated. You can show your support that way, or you can also head to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast. Gain access to exclusive content and get some homebrew from the guys as well. Patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast. As always, my name is Gavin. I've got my usual drinking buddies. I've got Cal, I've got Scott, I've got Mark. Good evening, gents.
1: Hello, hello. Good evening, Good evening. fellas. Good evening. And tonight we're joined by Brett from Strangers Brewing. How are you doing, mate? I'm very well. Good to see you all. Good to see you too. Good to see you. See. Definitely looking forward to this one because this is as local as it could probably get for us. For, yeah, think. for us,
2: except oh. Gav. But, uh, yeah, right. so we're all, we're all within probably about five miles of this brewery. Um, and as soon as we've seen it on the, on the map, it was a must to get involved. So we've been looking forward to this for a while now.
0: We always, always like to get um, local breweries on the podcast, and like you said, Kel, looking forward to getting stuck in. We'll do what we normally do on the podcast, we'll go around the virtual table and see what we're starting off on this fine evening. <laughs> Gilroy, kick us off, mate.
3: So, thankfully, um, the beers have made an incredibly long road, a hmm. long and arduous journey um i'm surprised we've managed to tear them away from Callum's hands if i'm totally honest (laughs) um that's a package that could go missing pretty easily Um, but we managed to get our hands on some strangers brewing beers believe it or not um so i'm drinking the slow road which is a light porter it's 4.3 percent and it's absolutely perfect as a first beer it's still kind of the perfect time of year for it, I think, just as you're kind of casting off the last vestiges of frost <laughs> to your, uh, for everywhere. And it's just a perfect... I've had a, a pretty long day, started work at half past six. So, yeah, it's a first period of the day. It's incredible. The flavour that it packs for something as light as 4.3% is unbelievable. Um, I think it's got a real depth of flavour, a really good butter, bitterness there. Just really kind of... Pleasant to drink, but also enough to, to kind of keep you talking about it and thinking about it. It's got enough complexity there. Um, it's absolutely superb. Looks great in my lovely uh, Stranger's Brewing gra- glass as well, which is excellent.
0: Isn't it? It's top, um, top-notch it's glass. It's just here.
3: the perfect, perfect tumbler to have this in as well. It's got well, it's lovely uh... entertainment. Looks excellent. We'll we'll just, just leave just it the the podcast right, there, eh? yeah. That'll, be, that'll be three lads. Thank
4: you, <laughs> thank you. <so laughs> nice. And just
3: go to the website and order. See you
4: later.
3: Yeah, but <laughs> an incredible bit of sweetness and stuff in it as well. It's really, uh, the malt bill is incredible, really, oh. really good.
0: Thanks, mate. Sounds good, sounds, sounds cracking. Uh, MD, I've seen you shutting your eyes and analyzing and putting writing the wee notes down there on your pad. Yeah, you know, I'm all about snorkel. The, was it snorkel? Went well, it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My, the the beak was in the glass. That's for sure, and it's a perfect uh, sniffing glass for for my nose anyway. Yeah, it's a nice up. white top. So, we g-
2: we gave we gave him the <laughs> double sized glass. Double size, least. just. <laughs> to, um, <laughs> um,
1: so I've got the uh, I've got Suntrap, which is a, a pale ale a lager hybrid, five uh, percent. Uh, and so the first things kind of came at me like off off the smell anyway. Was it has this really kind of like, kind of Belgiany like we kind of, like funky aroma to it and the first mouthful you just kind of get for me just kind of blasted into pure lager and it's the crisp maltiness that you kind of want um from it but it has this sweetness that kind of just runs naturally through it as well it kind of reminds me of like a like i said like a belgian ale i feel like there's a bit of f- farmhouse funk i don't know if that's just because i know where you brew it or like whatever <laughs> it is but there is a funkiness um to it um i don't know if it's maybe the ale yeast or anything something like that but it's crisp it's got like a, a nice malty backbone to it it's five percent it's sessionable um it's pretty wicked to be honest and um, like you know i um, trying like I always do to find a couple of holes when it comes to these uh, beers and I'll let it warm up a little bit and see if I can find anything to pick on Brett about. But so far, it's uh, really, really tasty, I've got to admit. And it's um, it's it's a beer, I would, like Miguel kind of mentioned, the, the Porter's is a perfect start and uh, looking at the weather and all the rest of it. For me, a hybrid pale when the sun's kind of coming out and we're thinking about summer um it's it's a really really good start so sun trap i think fits the fits the bill perfectly
0: so. I'm, going to, I'm going to i'm going to piggyback on that i'm having the exact same um do you get this... the funkiness though i no, like... i agree with you i fully agree with you it's de- you definitely get that Belgian kind of feel from the beer as well um it's just it's what you want from a lager as, as well that kind of cream clean excuse me crisp and super refreshing nice but nice and dry at the end as well which just want to make sure you just keep going back and for more and more i've had it opened and it's not lasting very friggin long i'll tell you that for a fact it's going down an absolute treat it's um a smashing wee beer and like gil said uh in this uh, little tumbler it's even better loving it absolutely loving it uh cal is the uh the positive comments continuing
2: oh no, I'm
0: kidding. It's, <laughs>
2: uh, um, uh, so I, I, I've opened the Best Bitter, um, which has been named after the the sort of prominent hill that overlooks Llanathco. Its name's Roy And uh, it's a 3.8% bitter. And, you know, I, I felt kind of safe going for this one because it's definitely my favourite sort of style of beer. Um, and a lot of the time, you know, if you get one that's sort of poorly made, it can it can be a bit cold tea. And, you know, that, that kind of... Nasty flavour that you that you don't particularly enjoy, but this is lovely. It's really malty and it's got a lovely sweetness there as well, and um, just a lot, just enough hoppiness to carry it through. It's super refreshing and it's really really light that you would expect from a point eight percent, but it doesn't lack any sort of body or or anything like that. It's it's absolutely perfect for me um, for a butter, and it's it's, it's another one of the I mean, um, we had one a few well a couple of months ago was it Wilderness that done the hot butter yeah which was a bit a bit more off the wall, but but it's another example of of a Really going back to basics in terms of style, you know, I think that's where it's at, you know. Um going back to a traditional beer, but yeah. doing it in a craft way. Um and it's as I say, it's it's a hundred percent up my street. And I've it's been it's so good that I've finished it already, I'm gonna to have to go and get another one.
0: I know, I've I've done mine as well. Um
2: how, how did we do Brett? How were the comments what you would expect from, you know, like the tasting notes? Is that what you would expect? that what you were what you were hoping for when you brewed them?
4: Yeah, I mean after after put some more in the post to say thank you for those and um, yeah that, I mean that was what I was hoping for when I brewed them Um absolutely uh, I think um, I was saying to, to Callum actually when when you came and picked up the beers I was I've almost kind of lost the ability to be objective about my own beer in this whole yeah. process of starting the brewery and getting the beer out to people and I kind of taste it and when I almost when I'm tasting it and I know it's my own beer if that makes any sense I'm like, oh you know, you're picking holes in it, or you've th- tasting things that aren't there. And then if you just kind of stop thinking about it and have a drink, you're like, that's oh, really nice. I'm like, oh shit, I made that. Um, right. so that like that um process of kind of tasting and then writing tasting notes and then like second guessing yourself has all been kind of quite an interesting um process. But yeah, that's what you guys have just said is exactly what I was hoping for. And I think I mean what you just said actually, come there about going back to basics is kind of what I've been trying to do with a few of these beers, you know, try and keep them relatively simple, but really good. And, you know, not try and be too wacky. I guess the yeah. porter is the one that's probably the most complex and it's got the most going on in terms of ingredients and flavours. But trying to keep it balanced and, yeah, kind of back to basics, good, simple brewing to, to a certain extent. That's is, it, but it's not very it's very not
2: adjunct heavy. It's not, like you say, it's not off the wall. It's pick a style and brew it well. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, and that 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 always scores a lot of points for us in terms of, you know, having a brief and sticking to it. And you know, if it's a porter, make a porter. If it's an IPA, make an IPA. Then you know, don't don't fuck about and 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 spoil it by putting stuff in it that doesn't need to be there. Um. So so yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely nice. the right ethos. Exactly.
1: I, I think like the styles that like you've mentioned and the, that you've you've kind of shouted out, it fits the town that you're brewing in as well. And I think that's important because, you know, Linlithgow, it is a, it is a traditional town, if that's the uh, the best way of putting it, if, um, or the polite way of putting it. Um, and it has a lot of, sp- like, there's a lot of space for these beers, like cask style beers that would fit in really nice on a, a, a number of the pubs that are on the high street, for example. Um, and I think that's important that, you know, you're making beer that you know the locals are going to drink and get behind as well. Um,
4: yeah, but- absolutely. I mean, I think that, that one of the things when I was starting it was, that, I mean, the whole localness is really important to me, um, both like from an ingredient perspective, but also that, you know, the people locally are going to be behind it and they're going to drink it. and And that means, you know, thinking about, well, who are the local drinkers? It's not necessarily, you know, kind of, hipsters wanting you know 12% barley wines or or, you know
1: there's a couple uh, of them put it that way (laughs) yeah
4: um (laughs) but most of the folk just want a nice beer and and I think like you say there's a there's a lot to be said for I'm going to sound like an old man there's a lot to be said for kind of traditional ideas when it comes to things like beer because there's a reason that they're traditional there's a reason that beer made in a certain way balanced in a certain way has been around for a long time um so yeah I think trying to fit the beer um, to the surroundings is, is kind of what I'm trying to do, but
3: without being, I guess,
4: uh, yeah, kind of stuck in the mud with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, right,
3: definitely. so there's definitely a level of refinement that that might lack elsewhere, which puts it kind of, just the, the way the cans look, the way the, the beer pours, the, the adjunct there being slow is, is, is perfect in the, the porter as well adds a wee bit of, kind of bitterness, but also a bit of fruitiness to it as well. It's nice and subtle. It's just a level of refinement that I think meets the characteristics of what I think of in, in Lithgow and a lot of the places that are there. I suppose a lot of the, the shops and, and bars and restaurants and things like that would see them as as well. It's a, it's definitely a place where the people, when they... If you make something that, that fits that mould, they'll back it to the hilt, I think, mm-hmm. which is what I think you've got... Um,
0: really Uh, yeah thank you definitely it sounds like it fits the bill and like we say we've got brett from strangers brewing co um joining us this evening um i think the best place not necessarily to start because we're now 15 so minutes in but the best place to kind of continue on is kind of where it all started and how it came to be where did it all begin mate yeah so um well
4: i suppose i mean i've been been banging on for years i suppose as a home brewer that you know one day i'm gonna i'm gonna do my own thing yeah and make my own micro brewery and and i guess like all of us you kind of say it enough that no one no one believes you anymore <laughs> um, yep. and uh it's been really interesting so i mean i started brewing because my, my granny used to make kind of um you know home brewed wines so she was kind of a hedgerow wine and um, maker and she'd make wine out of anything you know um elderflowers you know, rotten fruit from the market, potato peelings, anything she could get her hands on. And when she uh, when she kind of had to kind of move into a kind of a sheltered housing, she had all this mm-hmm. brewing kit, and I kind of inherited it and started, you know, making my own, similar to her, kind of using her recipes, elderflower wines and stuff. And then... It was probably ten years ago. She was at the brew store, which is now closed, in in Edinburgh, um, where they did kind of an all all grain brewing day. Mm-hmm. So me and a pal went along to that. Um, luckily, he was a bit more. Um, he had a bit more cash than me. He bought all the kit, and I could then <laughs> brew on his kit, which is absolutely perfect. Um, and he'd uh, he built like a kegerator thing and that he had in his flat, which was great. Then he moved to a smaller flat, so I got the kegerator as well. It was absolutely. Nice absolutely ideal um, and we started playing around with kind of um with, with all-grown brewing and like I say then I was I was always like oh this is what I want to do and I kind of talked myself out of it a few times saying you know I've kind of missed the boat you know I've, you know there's too many brews around already yeah and um, and then I kept saying no that is what I want to do and basically the pandemic kind of arrived and that gave me a bit more time to think about well oh, actually is this what I want to do and if it is how am I going to do it and that coincided really with meeting Ian, who runs Narrowboat Farm. So at the start of the pandemic, he had started to kind of grow your own group,
5: mm-hmm. which my
4: wife had started volunteering at. And they were basically giving out seed packs to people and being like, you've got a bit more time, grow some veg in your garden. It's a cool thing to do. Um, and I ended up chatting with him one day and I was boring him like I bored everyone about this plan <laughs> that I had to do with my career. <laughs> um, and he was like, why do you do it here at the farm? And I was just like, what? <laughs> that sounds good. Um and we'll probably talk about it with some of the beers. But the what I was really interested in, and this kind of again kind of came from my granny, is like, well, what can you use that's local? What can you use that's interesting? Yeah. And so being on the farm, being able to be like, okay, well, actually, there are some fruit bushes just over there that we could, you know, we could throw some of those raspberries in a wheat beer or whatever. That would be really cool. Um, so we're like, well, let's just see if we'll get farm permission to do it. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. If it does, um then you know, let's give it a go. And then it just like snowballed. So then we applied for plan permission and we got it and we're like, oh shit, we're going to have to do it now. (laughs) Uh, And that was, yeah, so that was last January, I think I applied. So January 21 was probably when I applied for plan permission. We got the plan permission through in May last year. And then since then it's been kind of, okay, well, we had basically a space in the barn. How are we going to turn it into a brewery? What do we need to get set up? And he's been really supportive as kind of a landlord, basically. So the the way that we're working is that officially he's just a landlord and I'm a tenant, um, but he's getting a a small cut of every can that I sell. So rather than it being kind of like, you need to give me X amount per month, it's it's kind of based on how well the business is doing, which has been amazing because obviously I've been trying to build it for a year without selling any beer. And if I was doing that in an industrial estate at the other end of town, you know, I just, there's no way to afford that. So it kind of started with me <laughs> thinking a lot about beer and talking a lot about beer and then this suddenly this kind of opportunity came up to do something that I thought was quite cool and then originally we were kind of talking about you know maybe a hundred liter kit or a two hundred liter kit, and then again that just snowballed, and then suddenly we've got six barrels you know a thousand liter kit there <laughs> crammed in into this like little tiny room so it's been um a bit of a roller coaster getting from you know a bit of a pipe dream to, to, to where it is today. But it's kind of been amazing. And it's been, um, I think what it's, what it's made me think actually is that I spent a lot of years thinking, oh, actually, I probably can't do this. Or, you know, maybe there's too many and people already doing this. And there isn't a niche in the market and all that sort of stuff. And actually, you know, the feedback I've had so far is if you make good beer, people will buy it. And if you've got a story that people can buy into, then they're even more likely to buy it. Yeah.
5: Um,
4: and I think we've kind of got a bit of a niche at the farm. And like you say, with kind of in the town. There's no other breweries in the town. There's kind of a space for us and i think if you find your own space then then there is still space in the market and people are still interested in buying good beer so so yeah it was a long answer to your question of where did it start but yeah that's kind of how we've got super for interesting
0: No, yeah, that's the kind of answers we like um i think like it's really good to hear that you obviously said you've got that relationship with your landlord um because like you said that could that, that could definitely push you down the route of making beers that you potentially you don't want to make and it just gives you that time to kind of refine the styles you do want to make instead of having to rush rush beers out and just have the quick selling as quick as you can. So it's nice, It's really nice to hear that you've got a, that relationship and allowing you to build and grow and take your time and just refine your skills and figure out what you actually want to do.
4: Yeah, definitely. And I think, I mean, it's, it's kind of a cool little kind of hub at the farm. So Ian runs part of the farm and then there's a company called Locobore who've taken over part of the market garden. So they run a couple of organic shops in Glasgow and a few just opened in Edinburgh all local stuff so it's like locavore like carnivore you know so it's kind of all local food Um, so they're there on the farm now there's kind of a load of people who live on the canal boats on the farm there's a couple of musicians that have a little shack there where they practice the music it just kind of feels like a kind of a cool place to be and all of that's happened fairly organically over the last few years so it feels like a very privileged position to have kind of landed in this. Sounds like a cool year place. Round,
0: all year round kind of music festival that like Glastonbury take place almost. <laughs> I think if, if, if the council would
4: let us, then that would be really cool. Uh, um, but yeah, no, it's a good bunch of people there and kind of a good vibe. And like I say, Ian's been very relaxed with me, you know, randomly, you know, growing from, like I say, a very small idea to suddenly kind of taking over half his farm. But it's all, it's all good.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. Um, like you kind of, touched on it very briefly talk us through because like you said you you like to keep everything local and in ingredients wise as well and how you source the ingredients like you said you've got the farm but you also like to get your malts and stuff quite local as well talk us through about that as well
4: yeah so i mean it's really difficult some of it because i mean i'm not going to be able to get hops from from just down the road yeah. Um but most of the ingredients you can get relatively locally so my base malts so pale malt lager malt are all coming from um, crafty maltsters in fife so you probably know who they are, but for those that don't, um, uh, you know, a couple who have a barley farm and I think, again, only a couple of years ago started malting their own barley. And I just really like being able to go to their farm. And, you know, when I go and pick up my grain, it's, you know, the farmer or, well, I, either of the, the the couple who run the farm, who help me load it into the van, you know, yeah. it's them who sow it, it's them who harvest it it's nice to be able to look at the field and be like, that's going to be my beer next year. You know, it's kind of that link between what's growing in the ground and what's, what we're drinking is, I don't know why it important to me, but it feels like, you know, a really important connection rather than it just being, you know, a lorry from Norfolk that drops a load of stuff off. Yeah. Um, or wherever, you know, I've got nothing that's Norfolk. <laughs> 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 so, um, so having kind of good local malt, again, we can only get some stuff. So, for specialty malts and for kind of more roasted malts and things they are still coming from the big suppliers.
5: Yeah.
4: Uh, again, hops, you know, we, we can't necessarily grow them locally, but trying to get as much um, locally as possible and keeping supply chains as short as possible, just because it feels like then it's a unique product. That's, you know, this beer is brewed on this farm with Scottish ingredients in the main. And actually, so you can't get this beer anywhere else, even if it's the mm-hmm. same style and even if it's similar to other beers, actually it's, it's our unique product, it's our provenance and it's, it's kind of what you you get from, from where we live. And I think that's really important to me anyway. You know, when I'm eating or
2: drinking, I like
4: to have that, that mm-hmm. connection.
2: Um, right. And I think we've I kind mean, of I, lost that a wee bit. Yeah, you're 100% right. And, and it, it's just, it, it, that kind of ethos is, is, is definitely one that's nice to have, that sort of traceability. You know, being able to trace if if you're drinking a beer or, or, or eating a steak or or whatever it is, you know, being able to trace that back as far as you can, and and be happy that you know that it's it's, it's not to say that you, the malt that you're buying is better or worse than any, anybody else's, but it's it's come from a supplier that you've seen that you've that you've got a relationship with and you're happy with, you know, and you're when you're brewing when you're brewing and you're using it, you're happy that you you know you buy you you you've got the right stuff. I think it's absolute magic.
3: Yeah, it. it just makes sense. it's not got any footprint, doesn't it Nothing. There's, if you think about everything else cost wise, they're going to. You think just from a cost perspective, you're going to get it cheaper if it's got like fewer miles to travel, hopefully, and it's going to be more sustainably sourced. And it's always going to be there. It's going to be hard for them to swap that custom for somebody else, and it's also going to be like more difficult for you to go and get it elsewhere. It's a if you're going to go and get it, it's a. <clears throat> it's an electric van journey away it's no, uh, you're, you're no running in and on diesel to go and get it if you don't need to and things like that and it's right there so you can say well I get the bar if you look on a clear day at the top of the hill you can probably see it, it's not that far away, it's just on the other side of the bridge and it's, it's class, although I'm quite annoyed that there isn't like Lowport they have a secret simco some simco some field or somewhere, <laughs> somewhere that we don't know about, it's a bit upsetting but there you go
4: that's what we need. I mean, I, I'm trying to persuade Ian at the farm to get some hops in one of his poly but he's for some reason he's resisting that. Apparently, veg and fruit um, sells better.
3: Yeah.
2: Can you imagine. Like... I, I don't know. I don't know. There's not many fruits that you can buy for a hundred for eight, eight or nine quid for a hundred grams. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of somebody who's just spent about fifty quid buying hops last week, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, one thing off your, your website or one quote off your website that I really liked, um and you you, you did mention it um a wee m- a moment ago is uh we want to make beer that's full of flavour, yet balanced, interesting without being wacky. And it's like you said, it's something that new brewery- breweries can gonna get sucked into is trying to make weird and wonderful stuff and just filling it full with adjuncts and I think like you said, keeping it simple and just drink and making beers that you want to drink that are relatively not simple beers, but beers that people just quite easily enjoy and and are drinkable beers. Again, I think that's a, a massive, massive tick for me and a massive kind of selling point for myself as a as a, a beer drinker. I quite happily drink not like simple beers, air quotes there, um, nothing too mental, and instead of having something that's just off the wall and adjunct heavy. I'd rather have this. Like I'm, I'm on the best bitter, and I'd rather have that than some bloody milkshake IPA.
4: Yeah, I think there's. Um, I'm. I'm. I, again, it's music to my ears. Um, obviously, because that's. I think. I think that's the kind of niche that I've been trying to go for and and I, I have to catch myself I mean I'm, I'm thinking about my brew schedule for the next few months and I'm like and all
0: right KPA, yeah. well no I, I'm not
4: but I <laughs> there's a little bit I mean it's like you should you should do that I'm like no just hold your horses that's not there's plenty of that you know go to the supermarket you can find that stuff right. Um so actually why would you try and compete with that when you can probably do something different and, and as you say I think that Someone said earlier "refinement," which is a lovely word, and I'll stick that on my website as well.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, simple doesn't necessarily mean um, mean uh, less Rivalless. complex in a strange yeah. way. That's, or it. Less that's it.
2: You know, and you um, watch you watch all these. You know, I'm um, a total cookery buff as well. Like I, I, I you know, obsessively watch you, you know chefs on TV and oh, and, see, and all the rest Sunday, of it. Sunday and, Kitchen Boy. Oh, I absolutely and. There's there's one there's one theme that runs true through all of these these sort of Michelin star chefs and all the rest of it. It's so hard to do simple things well, you know, because because if you're doing something simple, there's nowhere to hide. Like there's you can't hide behind half a tonne of lactose or or you know five hundred kilos of strawberries or 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 anything like that. It's 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 the simple ingredients. It's so difficult to do it well, and you know you're you're really sticking your head above the parapet, and you know. To, to, to brew a beer like that, so I think, right. I think it's great. a little
1: wee bit like devil's advocate, just because it's a bit too we well, have been a wee bit easy on Brett. I think. <laughs> like- oh, didn't I get me wrong? Didn't I get me wrong?
2: Like like if you're if you're, a, if you're a, 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 an aspiring brewer and and you want to go nuts and you want to, to to push the outside of the envelope, then go for it, man. Because there's definitely there's definitely a market there for it. Hmm. There's definitely a market there for it, and and um, there will be people out there that will gobble it up. But I I, ju- I just know that that if I was looking for a wacky beer. I would go for a brewery that I've tried or right. that I've got a better track record. I wouldn't necessarily go to a new brewery that's got a crazy beer. Um, because I wouldn't know if they've got the interest the, the tools to do it, but that's See,
1: just I think that I find that okay interesting because like I, I agree with the premise, I suppose. I'm just again I'm throwing the old devil's advocate in, but if if I had tried, you know, the 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 sun trap and then you know, I scrolled down the, the Strangers Brewing website and there was a a, a, a double IPA or a whatever on there. And I'm thinking, oh, if you can do a pale quite simply and done, like there's a high chance he's going to smash out a, trendy, oh, also
3: be decent, oh, a
1: trendy beer. And that's more my point. It's not the adjunct heavy, like the whole milkshake thing, like can, that can get the fuck. But like, you know, I let's used to leave in at one point, by the But well, the thing is, like they were, they were trendy for a phase, and that's the kind of point I'm trying to make. You know, at the moment we're going through the, the double, triple, quad phase. Everybody's got a double IPA. Everybody's got a triple now. Everybody's pushing the boat out, thinking, how do I make a quad? Um, And surely, from a new brewery point of view, is like maybe this is just me, but like you want to be like. I'm probably not going to... You know you're not going to be able to compete with the the verdants of the world when they're pushing out a double every two weeks or whatever. But you want to throw some in
0: the ring, do you know? And be like, look at...
1: Surely surely
0: that's where your, your seasonals come into play. Possibly.
1: I'm just being like, like you say... Like, he's very nice uh, with Brett so far, and I'm just gonna try and make him sweat a lot. If you bit, want to just but... call
0: him a dick, just call him a dick, and then we'll Not, carry on. I,
1: like, <laughs> if you, if
3: you want. you to create. If you want to create absolute <laughs> havoc by the time the Marches come along. You get Brett to brew a double IPA and see when Lithgow fought at his knees. I oh, know, mate. <laughs> like, can you imagine? The,
1: can you imagine? I was gonna call it the Galladay for a second there, but like, if people get no, can't up, do like, that. You know? No, can you we'll imagine a the marches with uh, everybody on a double IPA? God, the place would be bonkers. But I, look, I'm just—if you can make good, if you can make simple beer well, then surely, like as a like as a creative brewer, like you, in your head you're thinking how like we're going through this. Are you calling right
0: yourself
1: now? a creative brewer? Well, I, I feel I'm creative. Whether I could <laughs> pull joking, it off is I'm a joking, totally different I'm... end of the stick. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> but I'm creative enough to come up with an idea and will it stick? I don't know. However, like you you do want to think like we're going through this phase of doubles or whatever it is or Westies or whatever the heck it is. Sowers, maybe Sowers is maybe not a good example because it's a different bit of kit, I suppose, really. But like, you, part of it, maybe it's just my competitiveness or whatever and I'm thinking, I just want to see if I can do it to match what everybody else is doing. And it's a thousand liters, let's be honest. It's it's gonna cost me X. If I pull it off, it could be quite lucrative. If it has to go down the drain, there's a four boys, there's three guys Just, in uh, Whistle yeah. and I know are gonna can it for me. You know, like it's quite
4: yeah, simple. Yeah. So. No, I'm with you. I think and I think the um that almost competitive instinct, I think, is something I'm having to rein in a wee bit. Um I think there's a there's a absolutely room to kind of play around and do do different things I think it's been really interesting because it's kind of this whole kind of process for me from going from thinking about it to suddenly having permission to do it and then doing the crowdfunding and getting a bit of cash behind it to suddenly being here today talking to you boys with kind of five beers out has all seemed to have gone pretty quickly Mm -hmm. and I think what I really wanted to do with these first five particularly was um was kind of try and knock it out of the park I suppose but again, with, with with a level of simplicity and be like, okay, actually, so the, for the crowd funders particularly, the people who put their money behind it before they had tasted any of it, um, are they going to get some decent beer when when their beer arrives? Yeah, I get. I and get. that's the that's the bit that was keeping me awake at night. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm sending out so two weeks ago. I sent out two hundred cases of beer. I'm like, this had better be good because <laughs> uh-huh. you know. you know my my, my mum and my dad who put some you know who who are founder members probably won't mind but actually you know there's some kind of people in there who who i don't know who've just put some cash behind it shit i hope it's good
1: it's really Um, funny um i i go to the lunlithgow gym and i was speaking to a boy he was asking me about beer and stuff and uh, he mentioned it and he said oh i'm actually a Shareholder, I can't remember what he called it. As in, like, or a crowd fund member for a local brewery, and I said, "Strangers, by any chance?" I, i have I'm, I'm just getting my first batchy IPA or something. He said, "I don't know if it was." I thought he said keg. I don't know if it was a keg that he sent, but like, or whatever.
4: It definitely wasn't a keg from me. Cool. Well, that's <laughs> fine. There's, so, so there's probably some boy at the end of the street. So, yeah. you know,
1: Matt. he's a big, big fella, to be fair. he could probably drink a fair bit of IPA, like, but, um, and he said that, and it was really funny. And I says, the next time I'm in and we're in, you'll have to tell me what the beer's like, because we've actually got them coming on the, on the podcast in a few weeks or whatever. And it was like one of these like kind of funny, like, just how, like, small the world is, I suppose, and, be uh, friends. so, anyway, the be next time, I'm, I'll, I'll have to ask yeah. him, And be like, so, how did you, tr- how was your beer?
4: Yeah, well, that's it, I mean, it's been, well, um, that, that was, that felt like a real pressure, like, these, you know, because, I mean, some, some of the guys, like I say, who backed it, I know some, probably about half and half, actually, half, half the people who backed the crowdfunder, I knew from one way or another, and then loads of people who I didn't know, so, you're like, shit, you know, these people, arm backing me because they think I'm a nice guy or whatever, they're just like, oh no, this is a good idea and I'll put some money behind it so getting that right was really important so for me did you send them? So I mean, depending on what they kind of bought I guess, but um, most people got a mixed case of some description Um, so there was kind of like a founder membership where they got um, a mixed uh, mixed case of 12 10% off for a couple of years um, invited to some online tastings and a whole variety of other things And then there was um, kind of our first beers, which was a six pack and a couple of glasses.
5: Uh,
4: So getting all of that out and trying to make sure that we had, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to do four or five beers and end up having five, but making sure they were all right for that was what was most important to me. And then using that experience as well of getting those five beers out of like, how do I work on this massive kit and like, what's going to go wrong? And, um, you know, shit that went wrong in that you know second brew so how do I make that right in the third brew and all that sort of stuff so now I'm feeling much more comfortable and confident if I was like okay well yeah I could do a um you know double IPA tomorrow do I want to um is kind of an interesting question I guess but getting you know an understanding of that um kit and getting some decent beers out of the kit I'm now like okay actually now now I kind of feel confident enough to be a bit more a bit more wacky I
1: guess yeah (laughs) Like you say, I think you're I think you're spot on. I'm just like you say, I'm like just trying to poke the bear a wee bit. I think like, <laughs> I find that like um oh well, Sunday host day, you know no, that's how it works no, on I, was, this. I wasn't um, saying I wasn't saying don't. Um No, I just I do I find it super interesting like you say um and even going from you know, 100 litre kit to a thousand litre kit, you know, working on what the efficiency level is going to be like, you know, what your boil off rate is going to be like. You know, it's just there's so many variables that you've got to kind of understand while you're scaling up. So I can imagine, like, you know, the the, left- well, the idea,
2: the idea, the idea of going for a homebrew kit, so like what 30 litres to a hundred litre or a 200 litre yeah. kit scares me the fuck. But to go from homebrew to a thousand litres is just, Mad like balls like <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: I mean, what, what, what I I mean, partly this is just because I couldn't afford a fancier kit, but I've got the, the kit that I've got is is pretty manual. So it is it's pretty much my homebrew kit magnified. Yeah. So like you say, the, the calculations around efficiency and working out what a bigger kit does to flavor and efficiency and all the rest of it is complicated. But actually the process
2: but yeah, it's, it's, it's the same. Similar, but yeah. I, so I guess it's just getting used to a new kit, really, isn't it? So it, yeah. so it doesn't matter if it's a hundred liters or a thousand liters. You just need to get used to the kit. Yeah, you know, it's the same process. So I mean,
4: uh, yeah. I've, I've spoken to a few, a few kind of brewers, obviously, before I took the plunge. And um, a really good friend of mine, who I've known since I was in primary school, was was a brewer for a wee bit in London. And that, that's why he just kept saying to me, is like, it'll just take you a bit of time to to get beer through your kit." Yeah, like. He, we talked a lot about brewing. He's like I know you're a good brewer, so it's just working out how it works when it's you know this new kit that you don't understand, and and that's been the kind of the biggest learning curve, I guess, as well as all the technical stuff. Like you say about, well, actually, shit, if it's not as simple as just times and everything by forty to get from a, you know the <laughs> <more> wee <laughs> kit to
3: the big kit, but.
4: um
2: but
0: yeah, I've got a couple of spreadsheets to help me with that. I'd have to do the maths
2: myself. The main thing. <laughs> no, bugger that, bugger that. Um, well, I've moved
0: on, Gav. I'm going to. That's literally a- what I was going
2: for, so go for it. Yep. Uh, so I've moved on to Narrowboat, um, which is an IPA. Um, this is the biggest um, beer in the box at 5.7%. Um, and you definitely get that extra body. Um, not a lot of aroma on this one, but I think, again, it's, it's, it's more along the, the sort of traditional IPA sort of line for me. Um, and it's got bags of flavour. Um, it's got a lovely bitterness. Um, it's like a gentle bitterness. Um, and I think the name sort of narrowboat. It's like it conjures up sort of like a sort of easy going sort of you know time of things. And and it's it's lovely. It's got a lovely fruity flavour. Um, it's got a hop in it that I, that I haven't had before, which is endeavour. And I was interested. I done some furious googling there while we were all uh, blathering. Um, and it's—I'm interested to read that it's a British hop, um, and it's definitely one that I'll—I'll I'll be sampling um, wherever I can get it, and hopefully using in the homebrew. And when you read about it, you definitely—and then taste the beer again—the start sort of fruitiness, the the bit that I read online was sort of citrusy, blackcurranty type flavors, and and you definitely get that coming through in the beer. Um, and it's—it's it's also got cascade in it as well, which which is is good for lending that that sort of mild bitterness at the end, but it's it's. I would say it's it's a gentle IPA, um, and and that's exactly, obviously you know having spoken to you, I'm, I'm quite sure that that's exactly what you were going for as, as something that's lovely and easy to drink. It's a little bit more on the strong side, but still perfectly sessionable at 5.7. You know, it's 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 a it's an absolutely sessionable beer, certainly for us. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's it's a, you can you can see the step up, um, but it's lovely you've moved on to that as well, Scott. You got that as well, Scott?
3: Yeah, it's tremendous. It's just, it's really, it is easy going, but it still has a, a lovely depth of flavour, um, which is great. It's just a really, really superb beer. Um, I could imagine <clears throat> it fits right alongside the rest of the stuff that I can imagine or I know of. Sorry, I don't have to imagine it. I've been <laughs> kind of remember it very often, <laughs> but I know exactly what's there in various places in the North Coast. That we don't need to go in and, and and mention, but it sits alongside those the rest of those pump clips. I think pretty well, um, and would would be um, would fit excellently. And I can imagine coughing a few. Um, I see that.
2: That's what I was just about to say. See pints. See, you know, I could yeah. I could see us I could see us sitting and just drinking pint after pint after pint of this. It's just it's that it's really good. easy going. You know, it's it's uncomplicated. It's unfussy. It's it's it, it's just as for as it's it's dependable. It's perfect. I, I really um, like
0: it. Yeah, really good color as well. Mm. Does what it's it says in the tin. That's what we like. That's what we like. MD, really well. have you moved on yourself. I have yeah. I'm on Nectar,
1: uh, paleo. It's uh four percent, and I I've, I've been kind of nursing it because I can't really put my finger on a lot uh, to be honest. So like. For me, it's get, it's a honey, hundred percent on the nose right off the bat. It's got that like, <clears throat> excuse me, a lovely kind of sweet sweetness that you come to expect. And then like the first taste, I was kind of thrown off. I was expecting it to be sweeter, but it's got like a sort of a floral kind of burnt caramel, maybe like kind of I'm up. saying bitterness, but it's like it's it's not like hop bitterness that you kind of come to expect from like a a pale or an ipa it's like a a bitterness through like if it's the the honey or the floralness or i, I can't really put my finger on it if i'm being completely honest um i'm it's i've i've, I've, I've basically i've drank the whole can and i'm kind of <laughs> like still not really sure about it if that makes sense um i i've I wouldn't say for me it's like sessionable, as in like I want to quaff it. But I've drank it all and been like, like kind of mystified and kind of like thought about a beer, and I found that really interesting. At, uh, at the same time, I still can't put my finger exactly four percent.
0: What did you say there, sorry? He said it four percent. When was the last time you drank a four percent beer and tried to figure it out? And
3: and how do you think
1: about it? Aye. No, totally. And I, like That's it's amazing. It's got the complexity of it for the the ABV is remarkable. It really is. And there's there's layers to it. Um and as it's warmed up, I've found it more palatable. Maybe it's like my taste buds are kind of catching on. I have had I did have the kind of the lager before. So maybe the first couple of drinks, some kind of finding my feet with it and like you say like I'm the I'm the Westie in the, the group I love the, the bitterness but the bitterness doesn't like it's not like hot bitter it's like honey bitter and I don't know if I'm right with the whole burnt caramel thing but that's what my brain keeps coming back to when I'm drinking it um
0: and yeah I'm, help like, help help him a bit Brett no
4: on. it's really interesting I'm, I'm loving listening to it because it's really interesting Getting other people's um, thoughts on all this stuff. I think um, when I did the online tasting for this, I kind of went as you'd expect from kind of light to dark. And I think there is a there's almost a a slight jarringness almost between Suntrap and Nectar because I think I mean it's a different yeast and I think it, it, with the honey and that kind of I think it's kind of earthiness coming from the hot the honey actually the year uh, that you're tasting. Uh, yeah. I've wrote
1: earthiness um, in there, but yeah.
4: Yeah, and, and that kind of, it, it is kind of a bit jarring almost, and then you kind of ease into it a bit. Um, this is the one that's probably been the most um, uh, kind of marmite, I suppose, with with people who've tasted it. So almost all the others have been pretty universally kind of good feedback. The next has been the one where people have either liked it or not. I don't know if that's a preference thing or a kind of a balance thing. This was, for me, the probably the most... Um, uh, exciting to brew in a way but also the most where I just didn't really have as much of a handle on what was going to come out as so mm-hmm. I was at the farm one day I didn't even know there were hives at the farm and this boy dressed like an astronaut turns up and says <laughs> um, are you the brewer? and I'm like it felt like something like I don't know out of Back to the Future or something you're like yeah <laughs> what uh, yes I'm the brewer <laughs> um, anyway so he was like oh I am took his um, you know Beekeeper's hat off, and he's like, oh, I'm Alistair, i the beekeeper. Um, got the hives just on the other side of the field, and I was like, oh, I didn't know we had hives. And he's like, Oh, yeah, do you want some honey? I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> and he's like, I thought you might want to brew with it. And I was like, Well, that's exactly my first thought. So it was really cool to have something that was literally it's like 30 meters away from the brewery, these mm. hives. Um, and I really want to try and keep the honeyness in the beer. So I what I've done before when I've brewed with honey is put it in the boil. Um, and what I've generally found is that you get some some of the honeyness through, but you lose a fair bit of the aroma. Um, and I didn't have very much. So it would given me kind of basically, I think it was about 16 jars, which in a thousand litres doesn't feel like it will, will go very far. So I had to think about it and I ended up actually putting it in the conditioning tank with an aim that it would go in. Uh, mix in the conditioning tank and then be cold crashed immediately and therefore not go through any sort of secondary fermentation. Keep the sweetness from the honey and keep all the aroma in. Which was a palaver by the way, so I wouldn't recommend doing that. (laughs) (laughs) The mixing in, the sterilising, oh it was an absolute nightmare. Um, But I think what you've got from the end, kind of in the end result, is that that honeyness does really come through even with only quite a small amount of of that in the in the final beer, but I think what you also get from the honey is, is it, it's a, a it's a relatively high end honey. So the guy who, who sells it, you know, it's, it's um, relatively I could say kind of high end and expensive because it's you know again like the beer, it's kind of craft made. It's one guy with his hives, and it is complex. So there is that floral notes to the honey, which um, I think really does come through with the beer. I think there's almost like a spiciness to it that also, again is happening um and it's it's dry did you get
2: that when did you get the honey because i I can imagine that that, i can imagine that that would change because i mean i don't i don't know how often i I know it's not it's not like every week that you harvest high you know honey from a hive it's a few times a year but i can imagine that that would change i mean if it's a local hive you know Particularly along the canal, you're going to have all the wild flowers and stuff that come out at different times of the year, so the honey flavour will change. Should be interesting if you brewed that again with honey from a different harvest, whether or not it would, you, you could, you know, how it would compare to this beer. That'd be really interesting.
4: No, absolutely. And and I think with these seasonals, so like Nectar and Slow Road, I'm kind of seeing as the, the seasonals in this bunch, and the other three I think I'll keep brewing and be the kind of the core range. It could be completely different next time um and i think that's well i really like that but it's also you know it's difficult if someone likes it last time and is like hold on why does this taste you know of something completely different um but yeah it's it's an interesting set of flavors and like you say, i found it when i again when I was first tasting it i was like there's a lot going on here for a four percent pale ale yeah big thing. Um, like
1: i honestly can't like in the nicest way I can say this, I don't know if I like it or not. Yeah, but I have drank the whole can and been like, like absolutely mesmerised by it. Like because I'm I've I, and I've enjoyed drinking the can. I don't know if I my palate likes the beer or not. And like I think <laughs> you know I like I find that no know like,
0: it's funny
1: it's
2: interesting because normally I mean we're 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 all pretty set in our palates and normally. As soon as you taste a beer, you decide. You know, I mean, I... It, and it's not just beer, it's anything. As soon as you taste something, it's immediate. You know, within within a few seconds, you, you decide whether or not you like it or not. So for you to have a whole can and not know whether you've liked it or not, you know, it's strange.
3: No. Honey's it's... quite divisive, like that, isn't it? Aye, yeah, I was just going to say that earlier. Like. Ingredient. It definitely <S laughs> divides people. A lot of yeah. like, people swear by it on toast or whatever else, but some people, it just. Pervades whatever else is there, like it could be anything. It's just, if it's got honey in it or honey somewhere in the in the making, they can taste the honey. And it's the if it's pretty like you're you're saying, it's it's pretty high end. So it, that floral flavour is what they're looking to come through because it, mm. just having sweetness there isn't going to make it high end, does it? So it's it's going to have um, it's got to have depth of flavour and different layers and stuff, and it's, yeah. it's going to add a. A mega layer of complexity particularly having as much of it there you're not if you're putting it in the boil you're going to level it it's going to be well it's, it's got that honey level sweetness and that's probably it whereas having it in the conditioning tank and all the faff that goes along with that probably lets the proper if you were tasting it on its own pervade through a wee bit more which is where you're and it's going to cause a, a, a have a conversation on the back of it. it's it's, oh. it's obviously it works
4: it's interesting. I mean I've just opened one now because I'm it is interesting to kind of to, to taste again what you've been talking about it and i don't you mean about it, like the the bitterness that not hoppy bitterness it's almost it's a dryness but it's not dry and i don't
1: like it is difficult to, to describe it is, um, it, it's, it's fast i feel like for honey it, sh- it, it it should be sweeter than it is yes um so that that maybe kind of throws the palate off slightly but you get you get the honey flavor, and like you say, the the kind of the floralness to it. I Am feel I,
0: like it's Sorry, Some... D. Um, are you getting a bit of spiciness in the back? Is it just me? Mm-hmm. A little bit. I get a, a wee. Bit. I get a wee tickle at the back. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <That> sounded <laughs> so bad. <when> I said... <laughs> <laughs> I we they,
1: all know they, you like a wee tickle, they, old boy.
0: There's a wee bit the at the back. These have
3: kind of hurt the the nail on the head, which I think is the biggest issue with the beer that we've tasted so far. And I, I hope I'm not alone in saying this. The fucking cans are too me. <laughs> <laughs> cans are cans are two we won Second, they don't refill themselves. <laughs> if you could, <laughs> I, if you could, yeah. the master that, need, Brett, would be a win. Is, uh, what we need is five hundred mil cans and uh, self refilling. If you could want that one, that would be great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> now, Gaff, what do you think?
0: No, I think I agree with you. Mark, you won saying. over. No, no, I agree with everything you're saying, Mark. Um, it's a beer that makes you go what's going on there and you're like and i agree with you as well in terms of do i like it or do i not like it and then you have another <laughs> and you have another wee sip and you're like i can't decide but then i'm like the the, the back end is, is is drying and i'm uh, i don't know if i'm being an absolute maniac and i'm just getting a wee bit of spiciness and at the end of it and I, there's a strong chance i'm just being a dafty but um it's weird it's weird and like I said, I don't know if I like it or not. It's 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 weird. Kind annoyed that I never kept that one. Am I am I being crazy, or am I getting a bit of spice at the end? Brett? Am I just stupid? No,
4: I don't think you are. So the um... you can
0: say yes, it's fine. I won't be. Offended. No,
4: I think I think there is a wee bit. I mean the the hops that i used here. I mean, there's a lot of East Kent Goldings in it, which is spicy and kind of honey-y to try and you know link in with the honey, obviously. I and mean, I think there is a bit of that um bitterness coming through. That was there's a lot of late um East Kent Goldings, which would add a bit of spiciness. Mm. So that doesn't surprise me.
0: It's right at the very like it's it's mm. it's, it's the end of the of the palate of when you've drank it and it just oh there's a oh Hiya, yeah. how you doing? In the back end, you're like, oh, where did that go I
4: mean that's don't put I, that in I, your I, can I, mind you. I think that's a positive. Yeah. <laughs> are we tickle in the
3: back end.
2: hey <laughs> don't put that in the can. <laughs>
0: do you, you have to
2: pay extra for the meat tickle? I was going mic. to say that's in the
3: that's in the second set of
0: <laughs> 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 But I can get where it's a marmite beer. I can under like I can understand right. see somebody drinking totally it and going and going. Oh no! And Western
3: then a, you can tell where it where it would it would split opinion. Would but the reason funny. I
0: think I think for me, I I'm not a honey person. I I don't have honey all the time. Like I very rarely have honey. If at all, um, and then having something with honey in it, I'm like, oh, what's going on? And like real you, honey, it, real exactly, real honey. But you, right. it's definitely sweet. Um But again, like the honey, I, it's just for me, it's probably the honey aspect where I'm just like, I, I don't know what. So we're
3: sending Mark and Gavin a honey
0: tasting
3: course. Right? Right, yeah. essentially.
1: Uh-huh. To just back the thing to is, like, I, I'm quite happy to like, uh, like I'll drink for another five cans of these to really give the market research what needs oh, to right. be done.
0: Because I'm still drinking it,
1: but that's the thing. Like, I would. There's something really interesting about that that we can sit and dissect a four percent pale ale, and not be entirely sure whether I've enjoyed it as in my palate or not. But I have the conversation around it is highly, highly enjoyable, and I think for that alone, it's worth. It's a win. Uh, exactly when was the last when
0: was the last time we had a discussion about a four percent and couldn't figure it out and
1: Mm. i just like you say we said this before we started about being honest with the beer and like i'm quite happy to like like you say throw a a curveball here or there and when you were coming round, and you know every, every everybody's been like super super positive about the beer and i've written down here with a big question mark i'm not sure if i like it or not and i'm like but i've wrote like i tend to write bullet points when i'm going through this just to so okay and i've got like honey bitterness caramel burntness
0: he's not really he's just got wank wank good guy wank. <laughs> <laughs> that's on the other booklet mate um but like you say like, Here, like, here's a question for you, Mark, because it's just something that's went through my head. Have another sip. Go. Cool. Is there something missing? Is that the bit that confuses us? That maybe, I, I, another, no, I, I don't know. I'm just throwing I, it. I'm throwing it there.
1: I just for for me the only thing I can think of is it uh, being honey. I think it should be sweeter. I don't know whether that would do anything to the overall flavor, to the balancing of it. I don't know because, like you say, I'm I, I don't mind honey, but. I... I think if if I could like if I could click my fingers and change it today mm. whilst we're
4: having this conversation, I'd chuck a bit of crystal malt in it, or even <laughs> something <laughs> a crystal, meth? <laughs> crystal meth.
3: <laughs>
4: get get us it's through this that extra <laughs> level of yeah.
3: for that extra level of sweetness.
4: <laughs> really getting high on your own supply. It's um,
3: beer's
2: really addictive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very
4: Moore-ish. um Yeah, but I think that I think maybe a wee bit more sweet maltiness might help balance out that kind of honey sweetness and the honey, the kind of dryness that you get from the honey as well. Yeah.
5: But, um,
4: but yeah, it's what I've really enjoyed about the, the experience I guess of making this beer is that kind of like, well, I've just got this honey. It's from hives just over there. Yeah. Well, let's kind of see what happens. Yeah, it's um, that,
3: it's amazing. And
4: yeah, it's been really interesting.
0: And it's an interesting beer. And like I said, I, like, the, I can't okay. remember the last time we had a, a really good conversation about a 4% um, pale ale.
1: What I would say is like you need to try it. Like oh, aye, everybody aye, needs Definitely. to try it. Like so, if you're, if, you like, a,
2: already, so. if you like a,
1: <laughs> if you if you like a sessionable beer, that like and that's what I'm saying. Some people might love it, some people might not. But like, if you're sitting having a conversation or like or you're even intrigued by it, like just buy it and try All it. Right, because, if you've got
0: a bottle share, if you've got a bottle share group coming up, like this would be. A, want to get in your basket head over to the strangersbrewing.co.uk and get it in your basket because it's a, a definite conversations that are of, we, well we've spent fucking about 15-20 minutes on, on one beer <laughs> jesus um brett talk us about your, your beer club It's available uh to join on your website
4: yeah thank you so the um one of the things that, with this idea of I, I guess kind of trying to trying to focus on local Groups or at least community, and I think um, community doesn't just have to be kind of people who live in the town. It's kind of yep. well, like you, Dan, in Brighton. You know, it's people who come together to to enjoy beer. So, and um, what I'm we've we've started doing is saying actually, if you join our beer club, you'll get um, a mixed case of beer every month, kind of direct to your door, all from from strangers brewing, obviously, um, and it'll just be whatever we've we're, we're brewing at the time or yeah. we've kind of got available at the time. So. It's been interesting kind of seeing people get interested in that and seeing the take-up start. And the aim would be that kind of probably about the second week every month, that's when it kind of goes out. Um, And as well as getting your beer every month, again, you'll get 10% off any um, other purchase off the shop. And I really enjoyed doing the online tasting. I mean, this has been a a really cool conversation as well. I I really enjoyed the online tasting we did um, with some of the founder members a couple of weeks ago. So for the beer club, we'll be doing more of that sort of stuff as well. Um, we'll be doing it online, I guess, for for people who aren't local. But I'd really like to do some local stuff as well. And now that we're touch wood, fingers crossed, it's kind lovely. of moving out of pandemic times, it'd be great to do some kind of face to face stuff. So the beer club, in its simplest one, it's just about getting beer every month without having to think about it. Yeah. Um, but trying to build up that kind of group of people actually who are all kind of um, part of the same group who are all interested in beer. Um, and you'll have a say, I guess, as well in, in what we brew next. So this conversation we were having earlier about, you know, should we, shouldn't we, with the kind of doubles and triples. If everyone in the beer club wants a triple, well, cool, I'll make a triple. Um, When's the uh, next meeting? <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, the, the, well, the first beers um, for, the, for the beer club will be in early April. And that'll be the same, the same group of beers we're drinking today. Um, and then after that, so the May group, I'm hoping to have something new to join the, the, these five as well.
5: Good.
2: To, let everybody, to let everybody sort of slightly behind the curtain as well, you know, it's an extremely small brewery and, and deciding to brew something new isn't just something off the cuff. Because, yeah. you know, I, 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 like you alluded to earlier, I came down and, and picked up the beer that we're drinking tonight and it's a super small space but not only that, as, you know, at, at the moment anyway, it's it's one tank. Um, so so brewing a beer is is a real investment, and and you know it it doesn't just, it's not just the price of the ingredients or your time to brew it. It's it's taking up tank space, you know. And you've you've got these five beers that you're happy with and and that people are obviously enjoying, and and you, you want to brew again. So if you if you go for something new, you need to make sure that it's going to be right. So so yeah.
4: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, at the moment, the um, single conditioning tank has got another version of Sun Trap in it. Um, the local cricket club um, wanted to have some of that behind the, the bar and they wanted 440 oh. cans. So they've um, asked me to do a batch of Sun Trap. They're going to buy part of the batch with their own labels on to go behind the bar at the cricket club, which is Ace. Oh, that's awesome. Um, cool. It's really cool. And then the rest will be the um, same labels, but slightly bigger cans. Um, so, Scott, Real, there you yeah. go. Your Sun Trap will be a wee bit bigger. Um <laughs> But that's, that's really cool. Like It's such a nice thing and they've been so supportive. Like I'm a member. I don't play because I'm not very good, but I'm a member of the cricket club. Um, and they've been really supportive along the, the, kind of,
0: the whole process. There's loads of people. My dad's part of the bowls club. Never f- f- fucking rolled a ball in his fucking life.
4: A social <laughs> member, I think we're called. <laughs>
0: um,
4: but so it's, it's it's really nice they've been so supportive. But like you say, it does it fills that tank for a wee bit and because it's some trap it's a wee bit longer than some of the other beats. Yeah. I'm hoping to get a second tank. Um, I mean, again, touch to within in the next month or so, yeah. which will, you know, make a big difference. But yeah, that's the part of the the whole conversation about what to brew next is also like, a, if I had loads of time, I'd just like to brew everything. Yeah, I yeah. milked out triple, you know, another pail, but it's <laughs> like okay, well, which of those am I actually going to choose? And and then the seasonality thing: what's kind of what's interesting yeah. that I can use kind of at the moment. So. Yeah, it's that, that's all that's the stuff that's keeping me awake at night now is what I'm gonna brew next, rather than can i can I kind of, kind of be brewing at all, which is which is a much nicer thing to be thinking about so yeah. awake at night.
0: You're safe really, on that one. I was gonna
1: say it's really exciting though, because like you say, you're getting good feedback, you've got some local support, you know, so you know, the the investment in the brewery, you know, is it's not <clears throat> every investment I suppose is a gamble when you put it that way, but you know. At the same time, you're thinking, you know, I've got some, I've got some foundations here, and there's stuff I can build upon. You know, if if the cricket club's going to take some, you know, the rugby club might take some. You know, if the rugby club, you've got Llanllythgo Rose, might you know, and they've got like there's like wee bits that just and A these lot things of locally just
3: locally owned places as well uh, that can mm-hmm. make their own decisions on what it is that they've got behind the bat. Um, <laughs> it's not been Witherspoonized. Yeah. As much as other places, if you like, it's not there, yeah. there is no many places the, like that.
2: You've got the bistro at the other side of the canal as well. That, that can that, that's loads of places in yeah. a roaring trade. You go down there at the summertime, you know, you go down there on a nice day and it's absolutely fucking rammed. Yeah, yeah. you yeah, know, I,
1: uh, I was going to say, can I make a, a bit of a request for the old local down at the Corby? Surely, um, the, the Corby Inn and Boness would take a, 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 a wee cask or a, a keg or two for sure.
4: Yeah, maybe. I mean, the one percent. hundred. I'll definitely need to give them a shout. I. we um, will no, not we'll cas- them for
3: you. We're there, probably right. Yeah, I'll just keep asking for it until they, they, they <laughs> until they give you. me a ring like, and say, "Can you, I just you get go a keg phoning anybody that lives within about five minutes of where Mark and I live? We'll <laughs> keep pestering them until they phone you." That sounds ideal. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: but yeah, I think I think kegs. I, are relatively straightforward because it's the, the guy's so I mean I'm I'm not doing any of the canning myself. and um, it's Phil McCann in Glasgow, um, which is I think part of their Glasgow beer works, who are doing that typically um, Glaswegian
3: shite name, region shape part of the name in it.
5: Oh, yeah. oh yeah. 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 Like I love That's Phil like McCann. <laughs> <laughs> <for my> <laughs> I
4: bit like Mark's view on the I'm not sure if I like it or not, but um, <laughs> but I keep <laughs> drinking it. I keep I keep using them. I keep going um, back. But then they're really nice nice guys they've been really helpful again just because you know i've never done contract canning before you know so all of that sort of stuff they've been super helpful and they were like look you know we can maybe do a couple of kegs and you know we can think about how to do that when we're canning a batch which is really helpful
5: yeah.
4: cask becomes a bit more complicated and a bit more difficult so that's definitely possible i got a really nice email today actually from um, a bottle shop in edinburgh just saying oh we've had a regular customer in talking about your stuff and you know can you send us some samples and we'd like to stock it and it's like that's amazing! Like, what a nice email to get when I was, you know, I was being pissed off because something was broken in the brewery this morning. I got <laughs> this email through. And I was like, oh, oh no, actually, it is a nice there day. Um, which
1: which bottle shop is it? If you don't mind us asking, I don't. Uh, Cork and cask.
4: Ah. Uh, C- good, yeah, it, good guys at Cork, Cork yeah. and Cask. Yeah.
1: Um, so it's
4: just, I mean, whether that happens or not, it was just a nice email yeah, to totally. get, yeah, um yeah. and nice to know that people are talking about it and stuff. So. Uh, it's kind of not getting ahead of myself but also it's nice that we, there are all these opportunities out there that i mean i haven't had chance to to explore yet so yeah. it's it's nice to see that that happening and i think um that that puts even more pressure on the next beer being good like but you know that's that's good pressure to have
0: that's good that's the kind of pressure you want to have um yeah. the kind of question I need to ask um Marcus Hobbs is uh are you becoming a member of the cricket club to get ex- that exclusive labeled can oh 100% i wonder
3: how know we did how do you get <laughs> in are they taking on new members
0: i was i was actually more thinking about the
1: the beer club I honestly like a, a neck and up till on Lithgow for to drink beer and talk about it and with not only Via a podcast on a Tuesday, but on a, a Friday or a Saturday, whenever it takes place, I'm sure I could get myself involved. To be honest, um, any excuse, sounds, any excuse
0: sounds awesome. Well, in All fact, right. we don't need an excuse. Who are we kidding? Who are oh. we kidding? Um, not only um, Brett, are you producing some great tasting beers, um, you're giving back to the community as well. Um, talk to us a bit, kind of, on your website, kind of some of the charity work that you're looking to do.
4: Yeah, I mean it's. I don't want to be too kind of, um, kind of sanctimonious about, it, I suppose, but it's just, again, part of the same, um, the same piece of that being a local brewery and it being, um, part of the community and, and based in the community. So as soon as we start making some profits, which might be a wee while, away, <laughs>
5: um,
4: but hopefully by next year, we've got some profits to, to talk about 10% of those will be going back to, to local charities, whatever they are. um, so I haven't really thought about what that looks like yet, but there are some really interesting community groups and, and I'm really interested in, I suppose, how we can make a difference with some of the the, the, the profits that we've made, but yeah. also involve people in brewing as well. So I, I mentioned earlier on that I kind of met Ian, the, the guy who runs the farm through um, this local group, Linlithgow Farmily. As yeah. I say, at the start of the pandemic, they started doing some Grow Your Own stuff. Um, and they've been there. Kind of, I think it's about eight hundred or more people on their Facebook page now. It's all wow. local growers, and they're all um, really keen and really involved. So actually, the slow road um, was mainly slows that I picked myself, um, or that I encouraged my wife to pick in the rain. <laughs> um, but there was a couple of people from the group as well. Like, oh, I've, I've picked some, and I'd, you know I'll donate those to the to the brew as well. Um, and there's a kind of a group of people there who kind of grow their own stuff. Who always have like a glut of you know, plums at the right time of year or, you know, rhubarb or whatever.
5: Yeah.
4: And people are really keen to be like, oh, cool, Well, you know, if you're doing like a, you know, a, a particular beer that we've got load of, of stuff growing in the garden you can use, let's do that. So I want to do some kind of community brewing in that sort of sense, mm. kind of crowdsourcing the ingredients. But I think it'd be really interesting to be like, "Oh, okay, well, you know, how can we support small local stuff? So, you know, a few hundred quid, I know from the cricket club and from other like local community groups, a few hundred quid can go a long way. Yeah. So um let's like say it's not about kind of being too sanctimonious about it or being like, um, aren't we good and, and wonderful as a company. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, well, actually if we're here, let's make sure that the people who buy our there are getting something back out of it as well. So it's oh,
2: not but, but let's but let's remember as well that 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 you put your faith in that community to a certain degree when you started out. And and you know there was people like you say it was it was a fifty fifty split people that you knew and people that you didn't know you know so there's obviously people that are part of that community that are willing to take a punt on 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 an idea and 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 a, and, and and an idea that they like the look of yeah. so I think it's perfectly natural to want to try and give back to that community I think it's you know, it goes without saying I think it's brilliant
4: yeah I think it's a good thing to do I mean there's it's there's lots of, I mean there's a big broom business at the moment that's in lots of trouble for um kind of being the opposite of, of a good employer. Um, <laughs> and, like, you know, that's... Whether it's just me as a one-man band for the next 10 years or whether it grows and, and kind of we, yeah. we get people involved, that's definitely not who I want to be. So no. it's, you know, starting but, off at the point of, of principle almost, of like, well, let's try and be be good guys, not baddies.
0: No, definitely. I think to have that kind of mindset in the early doors of the brewery is, is just... It's so good to hear, and just like like you said, you've, you're you're very <clears throat> very early in terms of your infancy of the brewery, and to have that mindset already, you're going to when like you said, when you get some profit and stuff, you're going to want to give back to the community and do the the community brewing stuff. Like the community brew sounds awesome. I would love if I was a there's a a wee batch down the road where folk grow stuff left right and centre. Um, and they've got the own wee patches. Like if I had one of my patches, the one of those wee patches, and I was growing whatever, and I, I knew it was going to go in a beer. Like if I had that beer, that like, ah, that was that, that's got my um, produce in there. I love that. That's a, I love it. It's Great. some, well, some of the
3: best Scottish breweries we've spoken to. We've spoken to um, Eric at Bowden and he's forever getting requests for spent grain and things like that well, to right. go to the allotments, and they leave stuff. They they give him stuff. He he. Takes all spent grains and stuff along there for them for
2: mm-hmm. their compost yeah. and and, yeah, exactly.
3: and all the rest of it. It's various it's different things and it's just kind like of it's cyclical and it's supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be a, a, a never ever kind of moving and, and giving back and that continues and it just keeps Love going it. and makes everybody a wee bit gives everybody a wee bit of a lift whether it's um, buying beer, making it, um, enjoying it, or then growing your stuff that then goes into it. You feel like you're part of something and that's what community
0: is supposed to be, in it. Hundred percent Yeah, Hearing bang you, on. Could not agree more, mate. Um, Brett, if someone's looking to grab hold of your beers, where is the best place they can go to go and sample some of these fantastic beers?
4: The best place, in fact the only place right now is the website. <laughs> so go at Strangers Brewing, Strangers with the Nest, Strangersbrewing dot co and go wild, and um, buy some beer, or join the beer club, um, and you can even get or some do of the, both. Well, do both and even, and get some nice glasses as well while you're at it. And
0: yes. um, there's,
4: there's like a whole merch and gift section on the website, but there's probably only one bit of merch at the moment, and that's the glasses. But um, well,
0: to be fair, that's only a bit of merch you need because that is uh, top quality gear, that's FYI. Uh, yeah, I
2: just I just want to have a, a quick two minutes to talk about the logo as well. Yeah, uh, it's just absolutely superb. It's, you know, we, we've been we've been making about it on the. On the chat um since we picked since i picked up the beer and um i sent a picture of the beer to my dad as well and he says wow that logo absolutely stunning so it's, it's got the s and it's got the the spires for the local palace in the background and, and it's surrounded by sort of hot hot plants and stuff it's, it's absolutely inspired it's really really nice really really simple but but really brilliant just just the beer <laughs>
5: yeah
2: well thank
4: you um yeah it's funny like i um when i started thinking about this properly um there's a pal of mine who I've known for a long time who, who works down London, works for a design agency and he d- helps design beer packaging. Um, so I had a beer with him one night um, on Zoom because we were in the middle of the pandemic and he was really helpful about asking me not about the design that I wanted, but he was like, what is your brand about? Like, what are your values? What are you, yeah. you know, what, what, what are you about as a brewery? Why should I buy your beer instead of someone else's? And, um a lot of the stuff that's on the website came out of those early conversations because things like, you know, it's simple and good, but not wacky. Like that was stuff we were talking about that, that night, however long ago. And, um, and some of that talked into design as well. So I was quite, um, you know, after a couple of years, I was like, I don't want to be another one of these psychedelic craft beer. You know, they all look the same, <laughs> you know, got on my soapbox. Um, and we talked a bit about, you know, this idea of something that's kind of almost a bit old school, like the, you know, the, the typographic font, you know, it feels yep. a bit old school, but kind of classy, again, simple, but refined, I guess. Um, and then he asked me some really interesting questions, which I wasn't expecting about. Okay, like, tell me about the town. Like, you know, I, I want to hear about, you know, what's, um, what does the town mean to you? What, uh, what does the town mean to other people in the town? Um, what are you going to call a brewery? And it took us ages and lots of, again, my wife was, dr- was being driven nuts by me, just like occasionally shouting a name at her. <laughs> Hedgehog Brewery, what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> so it took us quite a while actually to get to kind of strangers. So the Winlithgow Town Motto was about being kind to strangers and that kind of idea really resonated with all the stuff we've been talking about in terms of the values of, of what we we're trying to do with the business. Um, and then um, my mate um, knew a guy who was like, well, this is a guy I know who's a really good designer at, like, typographical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a chat with him. He was like, okay, I can do your logo. It'll be this price. And I was like, wow, that's a lot more than I was expecting to pay. And at the time, I was like, it's not a value thing. I'm sure it's good value, but, like, the cost, like, I just, you know, do I have that money? And yeah. I undenied about it for a bit. Best money I've spent in the whole kind of process. Because um, it's been so easy doing things like so when I got the when I was sorting out the packaging the cardboard boxes and stuff having a logo that's just really good and really yeah. clean and you can just slap on the box and it looks great you know that sort of things made my life a lot easier further down the line anyway so he um, he designed the, the logo he he spent a lot of time I think googling and looking online and fa- he found like the quote on the cross well that says so michael is kind of strangers and the s is kind of modeled on the kind of slightly gothic carved s that's on yep. the crosswell mm-hmm. and then the spire and stuff and, and obviously the hops for the brewery but the the kind of the, the font so the strangers brewing company font is brand new so he he made that like who knew people oh, could wow. make a new font so that's my song um <laughs> yeah and that's kind of the only is it called have stranger's font? That, it's called the Strangest Headline font, really, originally. Nice. <laughs> um, but... So kind of on the cans where it says Strangest Brewing Company and the names of the beers, that's all in that, that particular font that he designed, which is that's a really, really cool, cool thing to have. And it's made my life a lot easier with things like the label design. So I've just been designing the labels as I go. But because there's a font there and a brand that um, looks really good, it's been really easy for me to, you know, on the Sun Trap, for instance, chuck a couple of sheaves of barley on either side of it. It looks really good. Yeah, but that's not is. me. That's, that's Mark who did the design, really. Um, but what I really like about it is that it, it's not just a logo. Like, it was built on a proper conversation about what yeah. we're trying to do, what's the brewery about, why why would it be called this rather than that? Why would it you know, have a spire on it rather than something else? And so it kind of feels... I think we used the word a couple of times, authentic, rather Mm -hmm. than, you know, I think it kind of would have been easy, and I nearly did, be like, oh, instead of paying him, I could just, (laughs) you know, design some shit on Clipart or whatever, and 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 it would have been crap, Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, or it might might have been crap, so it was money well spent, but as much as the, the design, that whole conversation, even before we started, before we... And planning permission about what are we going to be? What's the point of us? Why are we different? Why we? Why would you buy our beer? Why would you want to be associated with us? Was really helpful for me, going from like a kind of vague idea about wanting to have a microbreed, to so actually, you know, this is what I'm going to do, and this is why I'll be different to, you know, these other places around. So, so yeah, it was it was a really um, interesting part of the process, and not anything I'd ever done before,
1: but well, it, it feels like. like- Uh, uh, sorry interrupt you there but i suppose it's taking your like like you said you you hummed and hawed about doing this for years or whatever it was and like callum and i have had this discussion plenty of times as well but it's taking something from inside your head and actually getting it on paper and then seeing like like having those true conversations where you that you say you're building like a like a business plan as such it's not like but it's based around like you say the concept of where you want your what you want your brewery and your beer to stand for now that's all well and good when it's in between your ears but as soon as it's on paper like you say and you know you had that kind of that holy fuck moment i've paid someone to make this for me like you know it's it's that step into the Right. I'm this journey, like I'm 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 on this journey now to like getting everything out of my head and onto a, an actual can or a, like whatever it is and like that's the whole leap of faith of kind of taking it forward and um and I suppose you know you're paying it forward by you know involving the community and stuff as well and bringing it full circle and I think like having having that like this particular style of brewery all of i don't know what you are for me three miles round the road um <laughs> is wicked and yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing what what you do and how it works and it's
0: always if... nice it's always nice when you you find a local brewery like a pro like a, a brewery that you, you can a five ten minute drive and you're you're there on the premises but it's a brewery that you you can really get your teeth stuck into you can enjoy the beer and you can be that person that goes in the bottle shop or the or a tap room and go, why are you stocking all this guff? Why you know got a why you know got this brewery that are five minutes down the road? I've done it. I've done. I, like I, said, I live down in well, it's not bright. It's Eastbourne. I live in Eastbourne. There's, there's hardly we've now lucky enough that we've got three bottle shops slash one kind of two tap rooms and I'm like, there's a local brewery. And I'm like, why you know like get these guys in? Um, and it's really good to to have that kind of just have that local and that community, like you said, and just get just get stuck in, and you 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 generally do feel part of it. Um, when you get uh, when you find a brewery like that locally, and you go, guys, get involved in this in this brewery, because I guarantee you'll enjoy it, and I guarantee, and I'm pretty sure I can speak for all of us that um the beers this evening have been off the chain, even that even yeah, yeah. even the nectar as much as it's kind of baffled us um we've both drank it oh, first, I, I, see the thing is i want i actually want to drink more of it because i'm like i just want to try and figure it out i just want to figure it out
1: i know and i, I think that's i think that's one of the biggest compliments we can give like yeah. you know the, the you know you can quaff a beer and all the rest of it but see when you spend 15 20 minutes however long it was like just dissecting it and we've we've even made
0: Brett open it just to work out <laughs> what we were saying as well,
1: which I think's even better. Um, <laughs>
0: I know. It, are you are you talking nonsense? Um... Um... No, I'm just it's, glad we weren't though I'm glad we weren't talking nonsense and I'm glad, <laughs> That's um, always
2: the fear, you, 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 the go fear on, you go on about being worried about people Tasting your beer We go, we, we worry about the fact that we, we've got to talk about beer And you know People have brewed this and be like No that's not what it's supposed to taste like you
0: know? <laughs> I, I taste uh, chocolate and lavender What are you fucking tasting pal um, But no it's been really It's been awesome Absolute, I'm, I've had a will of a time to be honest The, the beers have been uh, lovely like Gil said, bigger cans, are, and having sun trap in a four forty in oh, a big can. Yes, that's. I just can't wait about. to deck
1: up, and I'll be, I'll be your new best pal. Yeah, you'll I'll be. A, be yeah, what are talking about? You'll be a wicket.
0: You'll be a wicket keeper for Lynn. Let, let's go. Honestly, <laughs> When when's
1: the next time you're brewing? Because I might pop round. Um, (laughs) That's the (laughs) correct
4: I'm um, I'm not sure. I think the uh, the connection's going there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's that guy coming around again.
0: That's the correct answer. Correct answer. One hundred percent. Definitely get yourself over to strangersbrewing.co.uk. Go and grab yourself some cans, and if you feel like it, um, sign up for the beer club as well. Um, like I said it's going to be worth it the glass is genuinely phenomenal it's a cracking wee glass it's nothing that you'll see from any other brewery um, it's a wee bit different like we said it's it's most breweries do these, these tulip ones the small tulips this is not what you're looking for uh, or not what you're getting here with this it's a nice wee addition to your collection of glasses even though if your other half says where the fuck are we putting that we're running out of space for glasses we'll make room We'll smash one of your wine glasses. hen it's gone in. <laughs>
3: the, um, <clears throat> ask your local bottle shop as well why they've not got it yet. Yep. Therefore, just put a bit of pressure on because Brett needs a bit. He needs a bit of pressure. <laughs> 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 yeah, more, more, more positive emails asking for. Um, aye, t- tell your your favorite place to buy beer if the because the, they've not got it right now, but it might be an idea for them to at least try. Definitely,
0: it. the guarantee they will not be disappointed guarantee it beer fridge stamp of approval I reckon right there we've not done we've... that we've not done that before actually oh that oh, could be a new, new thing that. that's a new thing yes. that's a new
4: <laughs> thing amazing <laughs> <laughs> the first the first there you one go. I'll the take first, it first beer, <laughs> beer fridge
0: stamp of approval I like that keeping that um, Thanks like I say, strangersbrown.co.uk Uh, head over to your social media pages as well search strangers brewing as well while you're at it search for the beer fridge podcast like follow and share and remember wherever you're listening to this podcast subscribe and hit that ding a -a link to be notified of all the latest episodes and while you're at it show your support by giving us a wee five-star rating. If you want to show your support in other ways, you can head to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast, claim access to exclusive content, and the guys will do some homebrew, which I know it's in the works. It's in the works. Friday. Friday day. Saturday, Sunday. Aye, so get yourself to patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast. You know, so sponsored by This Week in Craft, head to This Week in Craft, get all the news from your local breweries and i've forgot them have gibberish as well and you get all the uh, new beers the list, new beer list. Aye, new head beers to this list. week this week in craft up beer. you know the score already uh brett it's been an absolute pleasure to have on the podcast this evening um so much so that i've forgot my last spiel there at the end
4: <laughs> that'll be the nectar no, that That's i've, been, know that I've been
0: doing it for four years but aye christ no, thank um, you
4: all. It's been it's been cracking talking beer with like-minded folks. So um, yeah, those well, three of you that are local, we'll have to get you down and uh, have a brew day or something together. It'll be grand. Yeah,
2: awesome, that'd be awesome. Yeah,
0: I can all of a sudden become local, don't you worry, Sam? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> don't you worry. Um, until next time in the Beer Fudge Podcast, the home of real beer, real breweries, real opinions. Say bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.